0: Hello, true believers. My name's Stan Lee, and Jack Kirby didn't invent anything. I invented all the Marvel characters. Welcome to the Burn and White Noise podcast podcast. My name is Alistair White.
1: And I am Iron Man.
0: And today we're talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I've turned into yogurt from Spaceballs. Uh, I think that, anyway... There's about... also a Stan Lee cameo. <laughs> we're talking about... We're, we're going to run through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 just came out. I haven't seen it yet, but... I have. <laughs> you've seen it. <clears throat> and we're going to quickly run through all the films. Quickly. And, well, as quickly as possible, run through <laughs> all the films. And give our thoughts on this nearly 10-year-old film franchise that's been that's released a film nearly every year. For ten years. And it's going to be more than a
1: film every year now.
0: It's going to be well 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 over. I think the only year, just from what I looked up, the only year where there wasn't a Marvel Cinematic Universe film was 2009. That was the only time. And every other year there has been... Ooh, two. I think 2010 there was one. Every other time there's been at least two. And this year there are in fact going to be three.
1: (laughs) Mm. Aren't we spoiled?
0: Yeah. So is it okay if we start off with some kind of just general questions to warm us up?
1: Yeah, like, for clarity purposes, we're talking about only the Marvel movies post-Iron Man. Yeah,
0: so we're talking about the series that they call the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. So we're not talking about X-Men, we're not talking about... Fan-Fortastic. Yeah, we're not talking about Fantastic or <laughs> the Fantastic Four films or any of the Spider-Man films before Captain America Civil War came out. Yes. So... Just the stuff made by Marvel Studios, which is now like owned by Disney, although it wasn't when it started. Yeah. The ones that get the special logo. Yes. So, I just want to think, one thing is, do you think, because there have been so many films now, do you think that the Marvel films are particularly formulaic at all, or do you think that they're still reasonably fresh?
1: Yes, they are formulaic, yeah. and you can tell because Doctor Strange is yeah. Iron Man.
0: Yeah, I personally thought Ant-Man was Iron Man <laughs> as well. I guess we can get we can get into that when we get to the individual ones. But the origin stories in particular seem to be a little bit more on the, yeah, formulaic side of mm-hmm. things. But that doesn't mean that they haven't also done things that are a bit different and, and mixed it up a bit now and then. No, well, and you, then. you've got to change the formula and yeah. some
1: of that comes just because you've changed... Uh, They're superpowers, so you have to have a different solution. But Mm. with something like Doctor Strange, you do actually have an interesting ending. Yeah. In a way that, like, oh, bugger, (laughs) how do we have our hero face off against an incorporeal...
0: Yeah. So, there have been little tweaks in there. Yeah, yeah. The other thing, just before we get into a spe- specific films, I wanted to mention was, do you think that... There's, this has come up in articles and stuff online. Do you think that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has a villain problem? Yes. So the uh, argument there is that Marvel Cinematic Universe has exactly one good villain, Loki, and uh, the rest I, of... Uh, they're not memorable, I think, as the... I don't
1: even know if Loki is a good villain. Oh, really? Um, um, because... He was, He really only got villain status in Thor. Yeah. Um, in Avengers, mm. he was the villain, but he really wasn't. He was just like a pushover for like these extraterrestrial forces. I guess. And uh, in, in Thor the Thor, Dark World, the he dark dark was a world, sidekick. Yeah, basically. he was a sidekick. And I think we're going to have a similar situation happen in the next Thor movie.
0: Yeah. I'm just hoping
1: they just bring him on into full Avengers like Loki will be a member of the (laughs) Avengers by the end of it maybe they should it's the only way you can deal with him he he was fun enough yeah because most of the
0: most of the other big Marvel villains that they've done like Mandarin like Red Skull characters like that haven't really been sort of big recurring characters or anything. They've just had a one off appearance and then they're
1: killed or defeated with no hope of recovery at the it's end. It's because so. they do the classic thing where the villain for your origin story or even your sequel is like the negative version of the Yeah, villain. and
0: I was I was gonna mention that as well. It's like everyone every origin story they seem to fight the bad version of themselves. Yes.
1: So, with that in mind... Which is why Loki is more interesting, because although he's an Asgardian, yeah. he's not the bad version no, of Thor. No,
0: not quite.
1: Because Thor is, I go in and I smash things, yeah. and Loki is, I don't smash things, I use my yes. mind and I hide, and I'm behind the scenes yeah. cunning.
0: Yeah, that's that's true. I think what has been argued though is that like Loki generally does seem to get the people say oh he's like a successful I guess he's a successful non-heroic character yeah a lot of people say the only like of all the Marvel films even outside the cinematic universe like maybe only Magneto is perhaps memorable other than him from the X-Men series of films other than that is there, like, in general, maybe they haven't done.
1: Um, maybe in the X Men, you could say society is the bad guy. Yeah, yeah that's I suppose, done I suppose well.
0: that's true. Alright, so are you happy to launch into the first. Okay, we're Filming. starting from the start. Yeah, cast your mind back. To yes,
1: nine years to my first uh, Facebook profile picture. <laughs> me dressed up as Doctor Octopus, yeah, preparing to see Iron Man. Yeah, you went. To, you went in. You went in costume, yeah. even
0: even before I was going in costume to films. You went into Iron Man 2008 uh, as Doctor Octopus. Yes, Iron Man, the first Iron Man, I think is a good film.
1: Yes, um, although you have to give it some breath in between re-watches.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I haven't watched it for a while.
1: Yeah, that's why you still like it, but if you watched <laughs> it again, you wouldn't like it as much for about three or four months. <laughs> and then you'd be like, oh yeah, Iron Man is good.
0: Have you watched it a lot? Like have you, did you kill it for yourself in some capacity? I wouldn't
1: say I've 100% killed Iron Man. I mean yeah. he'll always be there. But yeah. <laughs> I I'm not keen for an Iron Man foot. <laughs> no. And I've watched Iron Man One uh, I don't know how many times.
0: Fair enough. Like I've I've watched I've got on DVD, but I've only watched it a few times. I probably haven't watched it as many times as you. Haven't watched it in a while, certainly.
1: The best part about Iron Man is that it's not Iron Man Two. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well we'll get to that, won't we? Yeah. So yeah, so you have Iron Man, which is a good movie, it st- establishes Tony Stark, and kind of uh, sets us up for the other movies, even though the universe that Iron Man presents isn't really the Marvel Cinematic no. Universe at all. No, not really. It has a different feel and a different tone to what we have now. Yeah. In a way that I can't really easily explain. Yeah, it's a
0: bit hard to explain, but it does feel a bit different. Maybe it feels a little more grounded in reality, to some degree, that first film, because it's really almost like a political thriller, long before even like Captain America Winter Soldier was a political thriller. It was a quite grounded political thriller, which was dealing with the real world, like war in Afghanistan and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Which you makes, don't get man. Yeah, these days it'd be like the war between Hydra and, like, Maidupistan, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> or like, like
1: that. Oh, the Avengers are in this, like, bazaar in some country that's mm. vaguely foreign. Yeah,
0: but w- no, n- don't name any names or something, yeah. yeah. I think one of the other things that's worth mentioning about Iron Man is that... It's a little unusual in that... The uh, Tony and Pepper have actually a more interesting relationship than a hero love interest relationship. Yes. I would argue, which is like something they haven't done in any of the other films, really. Yeah, and it's, it's a shame like,
1: that they ruined that relationship so hard. Yeah. As
0: well. uh, so I think that's a good part of it as well, and Pepper is
1: contributes
0: to saving the day, defeating Stain at the end of that film. Iron Man. And, and it has
1: lots of uh, memorable moments. Yeah. Like, uh, that's how I do it, that's how, daddy, uh, that's how America does it, that's yeah. how Dad does it, and it's worked yeah. out pretty well so far. Or mm. well, Tony Stark built this in a cave with scraps. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, all the like the key moments in yeah. there are very memorable and they stick with you. Yeah,
0: Jeff Bridges is scary in that film. <laughs> yes. Stain... <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was very good. I
1: know. like the um the blue vein the, device. Yeah, the the par- paralysis device. Yeah, and, that's mm-hmm. really cool. And uh, whenever he uses that in the yeah. movie, it's like, ooh, that's sinister and. Yeah. In a way that you, again, don't get with the uh, Marvel villains.
0: No. It was, it's very personal, very intimate, that mm. film. It's really a feud between these two men for control of a company. Yeah. Almost like one of those Wall Street film kind of things. Like, yeah. it, it at, at the same time, it established the formula of, like, fighting an enemy with the same powers as you, but it also feels very much like its own thing. Mm. So in some respects I'm almost inclined to argue that I think Iron Man is the best of the Marvel Cinematic Universe films.
1: I would be very tempted to agree and uh, we'll, we'll get back to me yeah. on that as this mm-hmm. discussion progresses. But a good thing I do like about the he is the opposite version of you yeah. is that he steals the design yeah. and develops it in his own direction which is mm. just bigger, stronger yeah. and everything. Uh, which... Tells us a lot about the character differences, yeah. and then you get him Tony winning the day because of the problem he yeah, exactly. managed to fix in his own mm. testing and stuff, and that was a cool dynamic between the they're the opposite version of you, yeah. which you don't get in the later movies.
0: Yeah, that's true. I think they maybe tried to do that a bit with Captain America the First Avenger, with the idea that the super soldier syndrome, if you're evil, it makes you more evil, and if you're good, (laughs) it makes you more good. But that's way more wishy-washy than the way it's done in Iron Man. You've got a bit of uh, an Obadiah-stained look going on. Oh, oh, thank you, thank you, yeah.
1: (laughs) It's because of this giant (laughs) robotic costume i mean,
0: yeah. Are you happy to move on to The Incredible Hulk 2008? No, no, I'm not. I <laughs> incredible, incredible Hulk 2008 didn't happen. Not a movie. I've only seen it once. I don't think I even saw all of it, because I think I saw it on TV at someone's house. Maybe your place one time or something. Someone's place. It was on TV... And we went, oh, what's going on? Oh, it's the Incredible Hulk film. And I didn't know that this film existed in the same universe as Iron Man. Well, it doesn't. Yeah, but you know when they did, like, Ang Lee's Hulk, as it's always called,
1: the one yeah, from the early Yeah, the one that came out with, like, a 30-second difference in time between this one and the next one. Like right. Ang Lee's Hulk came out. Yeah, yeah. Then 30 then seconds produces, later, oh, this Hulk, Hulk film. come out.
0: I just thought, oh, they've just, like, shat out another Hulk yeah. film. And I, like... Hulk is not one of my favourite characters from the Marvel Universe, nope. so I just, I just didn't care. I thought, oh, they're, they're trying to do Hulk again. Whatever. And, oh yeah, I seem to remember it being pretty dry. The, again, this is Hulk fights a big Hulk at the end. Which was Abomination. the same plot
1: as in the Hulk movie
0: that came okay. out just before it as well. The Ang Lee one, yeah. which I haven't seen. Okay. Yeah, so he fights Abomination. I think there's actually something about... Bruce Banner's trying to recreate the Captain America serum in that. Like, they were setting up Captain America, don't, don't allegedly, that all. in that. But, yeah, I'm a bit dubious about how clear that's made in the in that film. I think people have possibly retconned in their heads <laughs> how much that was really part of it. Because they couldn't have known, you know, two films in that they were definitely going to do Captain America or anything like that. The weird thing is,
1: they did bring back General Ross. In Which I did not appreciate Captain at America all. Well, because I... it tries to legitimize this Hulk movie as being part of the canon.
0: I didn't even know who he was when yeah, he came so back. Yeah, so I didn't America even uh, realize I felt
1: bad about it until <laughs> I found out that he was a Hulk. He was like, oh, he was from that terrible Hulk movie. I was like, oh, he was.
0: I guess the one good thing in the end is that it means when they did use Hulk again, they got. Mark Ruffalo, who is like a million times better as yes. Bruce Banner than Edward Norton's Does boring a performance. very
1: good performance <laughs> yeah. as Dr. Banner. Yeah. I don't know if he could carry a standalone Hulk no. film. Not because think... of his acting talent, but yeah. just because the character. Yeah,
0: I agree. I don't think there needs to be no. a standalone Hulk. There's
1: talk Hulk. of them doing Planet Hulk, mm. but... Uh... It looks
0: like the new Thor film's going to have elements of that, possibly, yeah, yeah. anyway.
1: That would be interesting to see.
0: You happy to move on to Iron Man 2? Yes. Although that's another one. Even though it's a happy. terrible...
1: This is uh, uh Introduce the awesome thing of uh, yeah. Tony Stark has a suit in his... A Brief briefcase. Case. Which will later be a suit in his, like, Fitbit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the question is, why does Iron Man 2 suck
1: so hard? It's hard I, to explain. I don't even know. <laughs> it's just the whole way through... Not enjoyable. Yeah,
0: every time I watch it, and I'm ashamed to admit, I've rewatched it a number of times. And every time I'm like, "Yeah, Iron Man 2's not that bad." And then I watch it, I'm like, "What's going on? This film is just so tiresome." And Nick Fury's, Fury's in there too in, a in a way, way that's, Fury. Um,
1: just annoying. Yeah, he
0: sort of annoys Tony Stark <laughs> and then goes away <laughs> again. They're
1: trying to reintroduce a new. This is your best buddy. It's a yeah, different new, actor. New but like, machine. Don't you like him more? Yeah. Um, the world's fair stuff. It could have been yeah. good. and I just felt very.
0: Is he speaking about, like, oh, Iron Man's dying because of his poisonous arc reactor element? And then I think, like, oh, but this is only a problem because he wrote it into the script as a problem. Why, <laughs> why isn't there some other problem that he's got to deal with? So, yeah, this is where Don Cheadle was introduced as. Rody um yeah I I don't know I, I'm not a fan of Iron Man 2 I think again like they tried to do these two villains that aren't very interesting so uh Justin Hammer is played by Sam Rockwell
1: who is a great actor yeah
0: and he was so funny in uh Seven Psychopaths which yes. is like I guess one of the main things I know him from because uh, you know how Charlie's
1: uh, Angel, you know how cinema illiterate I am uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy
0: <laughs> oh yeah of course he was Zaphod. yeah, yeah. Uh, And they also had Mickey Rourke as, I don't know, was he like Crimson Dynamo or like Whiplash? He was a kind of hybrid character. I
1: think is one of the reasons I don't like the movie.
0: Yeah, he wasn't very I interesting. Think, I think
1: he was in it because he was Mickey Rourke and people yeah, thought that yeah. was a good thing. Yeah, he was going to bring something, a bit of like, what, grit or something to the Which film, is, I guess? Yeah, uh... And
0: he's like, I want my bird. And like, that's yeah. so his main characterization is that he's like, Iron Man fights a guy who wants his bird, bird back, yeah. Two hours. <laughs> And then he accidentally blows himself up at the end of the film, I'm fairly sure, or Which something like that. Which is great for
1: his characterization and our enjoyment of the movie. Yeah. I,
0: hmm. Iron
1: Man 3 is Iron Man 2 in my book. Iron Man 2 is also the one where Tony and Pepper got together initially. Yeah, and started the downfall of their relationship. Yeah, big
0: mistake. Big mistake. Is that enough on Iron Man That's two? enough. Let's get to the good ones. Oh, I just want to say Iron Man 2, what's the bit with the car rally and all that? And Pepper's like, oh, why is he driving the car? Why, well, why isn't he driving the car? Why they, does it matter?
1: They, they saw uh, The Dark Knight, <laughs> and uh, they liked the yeah. old Bruce Wayne driving um, the race car, and they wanted to steal that exact same beat <laughs> of so. I'm old and dying. Yeah. It's the it's the same beat, and they put it in there, and they put oh, Pepper wants him to live, so doesn't app- yeah. Appreciate so he's just the... being like a risk taker, yeah. you know, isn't it? Yeah,
0: it's the same beat from fucking oh. DC. It also introduced Black Widow, Iron Man, too. It did, but yes. really, Avengers did. Yeah, she's not introduced in a very good way. It's just like, oh, Scott Johansson's here to be like eye she, candy for
1: the lads. She breaks into over, a facility. And yeah, was that interesting? No, no, it wasn't. Poor old Scarlett Johansson. Um, Thor, 2011. Now we're talking. Thor
0: is a great film, and <laughs> yes. I will dispute with anyone who yes. says otherwise. Yeah, Thor. Thor is a masterpiece of cinema. So just a lovely, simple story. Yes, well told. Keeps things fresh with a contrast between two radically different settings and sets of characters very straightforward character development story that's well handled by a lead performer who just seems to be perfectly cast in the role of this brash Norse god alien person who develops a bit of maturity and responsibility.
1: Yeah, and the thing you say about the two different settings... Is so true about this movie, and it's one of the great factors of it. Uh, you've got Asgard, and you've got yeah. whatever the city so, is in the uh, desert. Yeah,
0: they're in New Mexico, aren't they? It, it really keeps the pace up because we're we've got these two very different settings to explore yeah,
1: visually, hmm. like Asgard, all the you know godly city and yeah. the water everywhere, hmm. and then you more familiar mm. earthly times yeah. and stuff when they're back on Earth, and it's good. You can tell the difference between everything all the sets of characters, this is really where the Marvel Cinematic Universe picks off, yeah. according to me. Yeah, because when they were first doing it, I was like, uh, Thor's a bit dumb, isn't he?
0: He's like, he's this Norse character that they turned into a superhero. How are they going to do that? And then uh, I think when I first saw it, I was a bit like, meh. But then upon rewatch, I was like, oh, I really enjoy this the, film. It took a while for me to get it. The worst part
1: about it is that it starts with a big exposition dump. Yeah, that's horrible. Um, <laughs>
0: Anthony Hopkins having to rattle up all this nonsense yeah, about frost about giants. Science, magic, religion. <laughs> yeah. You're
1: like, uh. Hmm. They could have just flashed up that. Uh, uh, card that had yeah. the, is it Arthur C. Clarke quote? Of, yeah, yeah. Um, Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic? Yes. Yes. They could have just put that up and then started the movie and it would have been fine. Yeah.
0: yeah. But there's so, there's so much to enjoy in that film that yes. at the end of the day, what does it matter? I guess I would also say maybe the fight in Jodenheim aspects of that was a bit like CGI nonsense as well that I'm not that fond of, but other than that... I really think Hemsworth
1: is really good as Thor, and obviously yeah, the characters all worked well together. Yeah, you uh, introduce Agent Coulson.
0: Uh, yeah, well, I mean, he gets he the gets first kind of... of a bit of a sort of semi antagonist yeah, role, which in there. is
1: interesting. Yeah, compared to Iron Man and Iron Man Two. And uh, you have a uh, Hawkeye as well. Yeah, but can... the movie doesn't hit you over the head with them in the same way that Iron Man Two does. No,
0: it was much more subtle. I really like that bit where he breaks into the complex they build around the Hammer. Yes. And he fights the security guards and things like that. That's a really nice sequence, which shows how powerful he is. But he keeps getting beaten, you know. He gets tranquilized or electrocuted, like when he's in the hospital and things like that. Which is really funny and... And he's not portrayed as, like, overly powerful, even though he's meant to be very strong and tough and and everything like that. Tom Hilson's very good as Loki (laughs) in it as well. What's your opinion of the American, like, Earth human characters? So Jane, uh, Eric, and Darcy.
1: They work well as um, a unit, Mm -hmm. but as individual characters, they're a bit boring. Yeah,
0: I, I, I like the bit. I like when Eric and Thor go drinking and then yeah. he brings him back drunk at the end. You know, he's like, we we drank, we fought. He made his ancestors proud. Yeah. <laughs> Again, a very quotable movie. Yeah. I awesome. need a horse. Mm. Another. Yeah, they're like, An- another and that kind of thing. I, I thought... I th- I th- the, one- the, the horror, yeah. the desolation Lufth- of war. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins is very good as Odin because he's a scary individual as well. <laughs> yeah, he's way more scary than Loki is. But Tom Hilson's really good. I I find it a bit weird. I'm always like, why did Natalie Portman do this film? Like, you'd, think, you'd think after, like, Star Wars prequels. Cool. She'd gotten all her like schlock acting out of the way, and then she it was only like, on the good stuff. To, yeah, but oh uh, well, whatever. She's fine, you know. But, she came
1: back for the sequel. Well. Yeah, but
0: not for, she's not going to be in the third one. Yeah, she.
1: Yeah, she, she she's got jumped, it out of the ship like Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, yeah, but, fair enough. I'm glad Paltrow's gone because that was boring. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, it's not like Jane has much to do either. No. Unfortunately, you could you could practically just have like. She's just there for the to have a
1: bit of a snog with at the end, unfortunately. Yeah, I think the movies do better when you start cutting out the love interests. Mm,
0: so it's sad to say that they haven't treated their leading ladies terribly well in terms of interesting writing or it's anything like that. It's because
1: they're not leading ladies. All of the <laughs> superheroes yeah. are men. Yeah,
0: I think... It's, it's still going to be another couple of years before we get a film with a, where the main character is female, Captain Marvel, which is coming out in 2019.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like, the only female member really... I mean, now they've got Scarlet Witch, who yeah, that's true. Yeah. I guess I have to uh, give some credit to, but mm. has been for so long just uh, yeah Black Widow, and mm. her thing is, I'm not the super-powered one. Yeah. It's I'm the woman and I'm not the one with superpowers, and it's just very awkward. Maybe we'll get into that more when we talk about Age of Ultron. Alrighty. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. uh, the other thing I was the other thing I was gonna mention was this was directed by Kenneth Branagh and I think he was really well chosen for the directing role here because they were going for you know, he's directed Shakespeare and all this kind of thing. He's, he'll be good for these kind of larger-than-life, yeah, for sort the of feathery me- me- qualities. Med- there. Yeah, med- these medieval sort of characters and things like that. Yeah, it's a good film. Good film. Nice and simple. Very enjoyable. And
1: um, ultimately, very rewatchable. Yeah,
0: very rewatchable. Mm-hmm. Almost, it's one of the things that makes me nostalgic for the early years of the (laughs) cinematic universe, I must say. So, shall we move on to... Moving on. Captain America, the first Avenger. Yeah,
1: also known as the movie that was really, really good until Thingy rips off his face.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is my favourite Marvel film, but everyone else thinks it sucks (laughs) as far as I'm (laughs) aware.
1: It's pretty terrible.
0: I think that the, uh, my reaction when I first saw it was the first half of the film was like how shallow and stupid the war propaganda and all this stuff was. And then the second half of the film turned into this absurd science fiction romp with laser shooting Hydra men who looked like they were out of Wolfenstein. And Red Skull had a plan to blow up loads of cities that made absolutely no sense.
1: Which is why the movie ultimately doesn't work.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and sadly, as much as it's my favourite film, I really like it. And I I have a lot of problems with it because I'm... This film made me into a fan of Marvel. Mm -hmm. Before this, I was like, I only cared about DC. I'm like, eh, Marvel, whatever. Whatever. And then when I saw this, I was like, oh, Captain America's cool. You know, that was an interesting, that was an entertaining film. I like the setting. The the atmosphere of the first half is
1: really strong. Yeah, and I think that's <laughs> exemplified by Stanley Tucci's performance.
0: Yeah, he's really good as Dr. Erskine. And then... He dies then in the he, movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, then he dies and like... Okay, there's a the bit where Captain America's in the the show, yes. the propaganda show, where that's really funny that's and, and entertaining. And then he rescues the men from Hydra, and it starts to, yeah, go in this odd direction. Yeah, this got me into Marvel, and it really made me a huge fan of Captain America. And as I've gotten into Captain America, this film becomes more and more unsatisfying for me. Because <laughs> there's just like, a, but there are a bunch of things that can be applied to the film in general, even not as a Captain America fan. Like,. Uh, Red Skull isn't scary enough or horrible enough. No,
1: and the removal of the face yeah. is done poorly. Yeah,
0: it's like this face that he throws into the fire just yeah. looks like a flat piece of rubber that he's <laughs> just like pulled off a wall or something like that. Yeah, Doesn't look I think good.
1: that was a huge waste of talent.
0: Yeah. The thing about Red, again, like Red Skull in the comic books, wears a mask. It, he doesn't have, like, a human face. Yeah. So he's a human, has a normal face. He wears a red mask to look scary. And he's meant to be, like, a Nazi terrorist,
1: basically. Yeah. It would have been more satisfying if he was wearing a mask and yeah. the reveal was, "Yeah, I'm Hugo yeah. Lerner.
0: And in this, he's very much just this, like over-the-top hammy mad scientist yeah. who cracks loads of jokes and stuff like that. And likes
1: getting his portrait painter. Yeah,
0: he's not very scary. He's not... They're like, oh, Hydra, they were breaking away from the Nazis. And then the Hydra You aren't very threatening because they're not the Nazis anymore. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> and it feels like they were really scared. They're like, oh, we won't be able to show this film in Germany if there are lots of swastikas and stuff in it. And, I don't know, it would have been way cooler if it had been more like a war film. Like, not something really serious like Saving Private Ryan or something like that, but, you know, with more of, like, the period elements when they got to the action part of yes. the film. That's really my opinion. A couple of other things, like, yeah, I feel like it starts off as a World War II film with sci-fi elements, then turns into a sci-fi film with World War Two elements as it goes on. Bucky is not important enough given what they did later. With yeah, the which character. also
1: ruins all the stuff they do later with him because they're like, oh, remember how Bucky was important and yeah. his friend? And you're yeah. like, no, I don't remember that.
0: Yeah, because the film focuses on the relationship between Steve and Peggy, yes. not
1: Steve and Bucky. Yes. <laughs> which, you know, given that they made the three Captain America movies the story of Bucky. Yeah. That really yeah, doesn't work. Yeah, I really matter.
0: don't know what they were going for there. I think that was a bit of a mistake. I'm not fond of the montage they used to defeat Hydra either. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, this is still my favourite film. I really like Chris Evans as Captain America. Chris
1: Evans is a great actor. Yeah. He can act anything and can't hold up this film.
0: I think Hayley is really good. Oh, she's <laughs> as, amazing. As, as Peggy, I really like her. I think they have a really good sort of chemistry, as they say. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones I quite like as the general. Um, He's alright. Hugo Weaving I find too hammy as Red Skull, but I think that's partly due to the writing and the fact that they're not willing to depict him as this horrible Nazi. They depict him as this... He's more like Blofeld or something like that, except he can punch you really hard. And he accidentally kills himself at the end of the film as well. He grabs the cube and gets disintegrated. Bit of an unsatisfying ending. And I remember a, something, something really bothering
1: me about the flying bomb planes.
0: It's not really clear what he's trying to do, I think.
1: There's something in the finale about dropping out these bombs that are yeah. also planes. Mm. Or, you know, they yeah. weren't just missiles.
0: No, they're like, well, they're like smaller planes yeah. with, with bombs, I guess, in them.
1: And something in that whole sequence is just really unsatisfying. Yeah,
0: this is when they're really going hard on this, like, universe-building thing where they introduce the first of these Infinity Stones, the Cosmic Cube, which is a MacGuffin in Avengers. And I feel like this is the start of the thing, and it's happened with all the Captain America films, is that Iron Man films and Thor films got to be their own films. Captain America films have to serve the plot of (laughs) them. Captain America is like Avengers without some of the Avengers in it, and they're, they're they're treated in a different way. Poor you know, poor old Captain America the first Avenger, I do love it, but I can't deny that it's got a lot of problems. Could have been better.
1: Yes, alright. The first half is good.
0: Yeah. Shall we move on to Avengers? Yeah, alright. What do you what what
1: do you think of Avengers these days? Just weed and Masterpiece. Uh, it's no, it's not a masterpiece. <laughs> it has some really good elements that are kind of difficult to enjoy now that they keep trying to hit those same elements again and again in every subsequent film, like the big pan in hero action shot with pose. Yes. Or, um, the way that they do the character interactions and tensions Mm. and stuff. I don't know. I just, yeah, I, I think as particularly as the movies have gone on, They've really started to pen in the director's creativity. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that starts to make it all terrible. So yeah. the good parts of the of Joss Whedon's Avengers hmm. are less enjoyable because now when you watch them, you can't help but think of how they've uh, dissected each beat yeah. and made it into part of the product. Yeah. It's been very heavily mandated by the executives. Takes away some of the enjoyment from it. Um, Plot-wise, it's a bit of a mess. Mm. Um, Like the thing with Loki in Germany. I'm like, we get it. (laughs) But, like, why were you there? Stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I kind of... I think the film's okay. I do think that... There's a little bit too much of this sort of Buffy-esque quipping from... like I think no, works from, I, I liked that. I think it works from Iron Man, but I think maybe too many of the characters do it, I, I kind of feel. I think too much of it is like Captain America and Iron Man frowning at each other across a flying conference room. <laughs> I don't know, there seems to be a bit where they're in the heli character where they're just sitting around like frowning at each other Everyone's for a while. Everyone's angry. Uh, I think the final battle's a bit... Boring apart from the bit where they, I think it's good when they rescue the civilians, get the civilians for, to safety, that was kind of intelligent, but it's kind of just goes a bit transformers at the end, I feel, where it's like lots of buildings in Manhattan getting knocked over by robots, flying robots, and then Iron flying Man.
1: alien space whales.
0: Yeah, and then Iron Man throws a nuclear bomb through a wormhole. But that bit was cool. <laughs> And, you know, it has funny bits. He's like, did we win? Yeah," And stuff like that at, at the end. And Mark Ruffalo is really good as yes. Bruce Banner,
1: by the way. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo takes it away. His interactions with Tony Stark are great. Mm. His interactions with uh, Black Widow are great. In this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't remember anything in particular with him and... Uh, Chris Hemsworth. He doesn't get much to do in the film, really. Hemi? No. They have a big fight outside to yeah. find a storm or something, yeah. which is good, he I He fights say. Hulk. Yes. In the ship. In the ship, and then Hulk is ejected from the ship, and then Thor is in the box. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, right. They're cool parts, and oh, I like the battle at the end. It's a good battle at the end. I like parts of
0: it. I don't like all of it, but... I like and I like that Captain America has like his battle plan where he tells all of the different characters what to do. It's kind of funny seeing the contrast between Thor, Iron Man, and Hulk, who are all really powerful, and Hawkeye, Black Widow, and Captain America, who yeah, is who, like, like we have to stay yeah. on the ground and yeah.
1: like, do this stuff. Yeah, you guys can do the big work.
0: Yeah, it's an alright film. I think again, it could have been better. It's my opinion yeah. on the film. It's uh, yeah, yeah better than Age of Ultron.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: I don't think it's like when it first came out everyone was like oh my god The Avengers is incredible I don't I wouldn't go that far. Uh, at the time I was like yeah it's pretty good and now I'm like mm. It's a very <laughs>
1: it's a very enjoyable movie.
0: It's probably one I would be less inclined to rewatch of the early ones. That brings us to the end of phase one of the Marvel thing and in the event that I need to break this up into individual podcasts (laughs) because we've already been talking for like over half an hour this is where we will have a break